Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we're talking Levante David. We're talking about quotes from Bruce Arians. We're talking about quotes out of Ronald Jones. Let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be a perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you are interested in running your own business, text five star, that's F I V E S T A R, to 87000 right now to learn more. Choosing to start your business with five star painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best. At business with five star painting, you'll be your own boss, pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal professional goals. And you will go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you'll also be part of the greater Neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R, to 87 Zero 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 to learn more about how a five-star painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than doing it alone. Again, text F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R to 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that both of us are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Yarko underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. And now you're Locked On Buccaneers lead story. I am David Harrison, of course, here with James Yarko. Tampa Bay Buccaneers star linebacker Levante David has been noticeably absent during some recent sessions, and everybody's kind of wondering why. Today, we found out why. Speaking to the media, head coach Bruce Arians informed everybody that on Sunday, Levante David underwent a quote-unquote little knee procedure to help fix a torn meniscus. But judging by the, the sounds of the procedure, how Arians delivered the news, this isn't something that we're expecting to cause Levante any part of the regular season. Recovery is expected to be quick, and and Levante shouldn't miss any significant time as the regular season is, is barely over a month away. Of course, preseason starts for the Buccaneers this Friday. Uh, I don't expect it's going to keep him it's going to keep him out of the entire preseason even i mean they may they may hold him out that long but he could be in my opinion ready to go before the preseason was even over and david when you really think about it this is pretty good news considering the buccaneers are already missing 
an impact defensive end in Jason Pierre-Paul and third-year safety Justin Evans to injuries. It's definitely relatively good news, James. I mean, the 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 injury definitely could have been much worse than, you know. In fact, actually, I kind of think this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I almost wonder if this could actually end up being a little bit of an upside thing if the Buccaneers manage this correctly. Like Bruce said, they were probably going to hold Levante out for a little bit of the preseason for, you know, probably, I mean, I think the first game is probably out of question, uh, maybe this week's practices. And in the meantime, other guys like Dayon Buchanan, Kevin Minter, and some of these other younger linebackers are going to get a chance to run with the ones, play next to rookie Devin White, and, and get that experience. So if during the season, because we all know the NFL is a game of attrition, if during the season Levante needs to take a game off, or maybe he's banged up and needs to take a series off, or heaven forbid he misses a couple games due to an injury, either the same one or a different one, you're going to have guys on the roster, again, like Buchanan, like Minter, who have experience playing next to uh, Devin White, who have experience communicating with the ones, playing with the ones. And this could be a thing that has a silver lining at the end of the day and turns out to be positive for the team as they try to make a push with Bruce Arians to get back into the playoffs. Yeah, and when you take a look at it, just kind of from the broad spectrum, given the fact that this is Levante David, and it's not considered to be a major procedure, you know, the recovery, as we said, is expected to be quick. Given that it's Levante David, it's less worrisome, I think, for both the Buccaneers and the fan base. Because he is a consummate pro. He is a pro bowler. He is a a high-level player. So even though he's still trying to grasp a new system and and the the off time may hurt a little bit, it's not like this is Devin White, you know, who's brand new to the NFL. He's a top five pick. You know, he's he's getting acclimated to the speed of the NFL and a new coaching staff and a new system. And all those things kind of pile up with Levante. You have a consummate professional who is always there, who is always, you know, working hard and and leading the team and, and doing all the things that he's supposed to do. So I think the Buccaneers, especially at this point in training camp, before the first preseason game, they can take this kind of hit as long as they're not talking about you know this being a minor procedure and recovery is expected to be quick and yada 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 and giving everyone kind of that that quote unquote coach speak uh, type of of diagnosis and this turns out to be a much larger problem. If Levante's missing preseason, I think everybody's kind of okay with that because we know come week one against the San Francisco 49ers exactly what Levante David is going to bring to this team, exactly what he's going to do for this defense, and that missing some practices, missing some training camp sessions, missing some preseason games isn't going to affect him the way it could some of these younger players. That's a very good point, James, and I think at the end of the day, that's really what the feeling around the entire story is. Uh, looking at Bruce Arians talking to the media today, there's no panic in him. There's no worry in him. You know, he he was very deliberate in making sure he used words like slight and little and minor. And I think those those little words speak volumes as to the the severity of what we're dealing with Levante David. And again, the veteran status, the intelligence that Levante has shown since he came to the NFL from the University of Nebraska. Again, at the end of the day, it's a big story, mostly because of the name involved. All right. Well, outside of the Levante David news, David, uh, we have quotes from, 
you know, the, the coolest head coach in all of football, Bruce Arians, and somebody who Bucks fans are just becoming more and more enamored with. We have a, a little soundbite from Ronald Jones. So why don't we go ahead and dive into what these guys had to say, starting with, of course, the man in charge, the one and only Bruce Arians. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see them play against somebody else. And, uh, you know, protecting the quarterback, running the ball. We've got to develop some some more younger tackles. So uh, it'd be a lot of competition going forward in these preseason games. All right. Well, the, the first takeaway from that, of course, is Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers, just as much as all the rest of us are excited to get into some real football action this week. They're finally get to square off against another team. You know, they're seeing the same faces. They're hitting the same guys day in and day out. And and we see it every year, David. This is when frustration starts to mount. This is when fights start to break out. And it's not that it's because the, the teammates hate one another. It's because you're getting in a fight with the same guy every single day. So being able to go up against another team, being able to react to what they're doing, plan to to stop what the offense is doing, all, all that that is involved in a game, it's going to be a nice break for them. It's going to be a nice test for some of these guys because, David, there's plenty of battles going on right now that do not have clear winners. You wrote about it on, on Bucks Nation that Alex Kappa is emerging as the favorite at, at right guard, which is kind of a surprise to everyone. We'd already basically crowned Watford as as the guy and and Kappa has just really impressed Bruce Arians and the coaching staff so far you have a battle between Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber which again you know you and I as well as 99% of other people that that cover the Buccaneers had pretty much crowned Peyton Barber as the starter well Ronald Jones is emerging as the guy so <clears throat> these are the kind of battles that we're going to be keeping an eye on and it all starts on Friday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, and I think that at this point in time, and, and like you said, and like Coach Arian said as well today, I think everybody's pretty much ready to see Tampa Bay Buccaneers helmets and uniforms hitting a different colored and a different logoed uniform. Granted, when they come back uh, from, from Pittsburgh starting next Sunday, we're going to see the Buccaneers again hitting Buccaneers uniforms, but shortly thereafter we have the Dolphins coming in and they're going to start hitting each other, and then after that you're coming up to the third week of the preseason and really, once you hit the third week of the preseason, it's all just kind of a downhill acceleration into the regular season. I really sure? like, though, that uh, Coach Arians was talking about <laughs> Earl Watford and when he was asked about kind of the versatility of Watford and, and being able to play across the offensive line because uh, you're right. He was kind of the guy that we had penciled in as a starter at right guard, mostly just because of that veteran presence, the familiarity with what Coach Arians likes to do with what Coach Leftwich likes to do. So it was kind of an easy, you know, uh, low-hanging fruit for for naming an early starter favorite. But with Alex Kappa, he's really just at this point in time, of course, uh, you know, assuming the thing that his performance continues, he really is just the the ultimate example of what everybody always says. Don't ever underestimate the impact that experience can give somebody. And even though he didn't play maybe as much as some people who were really excited when he got drafted last year wanted to see, he played enough and he got enough exposure to the team, whether it be in practices and everything in the NFL lifestyle. This is his second training camp, so he's coming into it one year smarter, knows how to kind of take care of his body, hopefully a little bit better, knows how to study a little bit better. So now when they're being exposed to all these new things, he's able to handle a little bit more. And he's got plenty of of uh, examples, guys like Ali Marpet, who are there to help him. So I guarantee you, or Watford, is he's not in there saying, 
you know, not a young guy, you go do your thing. I'm going to do my thing because I, I'm not going to help you take my, my starting position. I guarantee you Watford is in there helping just like some of these other veterans are helping. That's why coach Arians brought them in is for their leadership ability. And so to see a guy like Alex Kappa getting the praise that he's getting, getting the opportunity he's getting, it's, it's very cool, but it also speaks a little bit to Watford because we know, and the Buccaneers know right now that even though they need to groom some young talent and some young tackles, specifically like Arian said, they have a veteran presence who can fill in wherever the Buccaneers need him to, which I think is going to be huge as the season uh, draws near. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and like you said, I mean, the versatility of Watford, you know, it, it's it's only going to benefit the Bucs long term. We know somebody's going to go down with an injury. We know they're going to need that utility guy that, that can fill in. And if Kappa is really grabbing the bull by the horns and taking this job the way we like to see guys you know, take control and assert themselves, you know, all the better for the Bucks. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was one of those things where we looked at, at what Kappa did last year and kind of figured there's no way. They brought Watford in because they know he can start. There's no way that that he's not going to, you know, be the starting right guard. And I think, I don't know, maybe this is mean spirited, but David, I think we tend to discount how bad George Warhop was, you know, coaching this, this offensive line when we're taking a look at some of these younger guys, when we're looking at Kappa and we're looking at Beninock and we're looking at, at Donovan Smith, even, you know, the, the, the coaching along the offensive line was just abysmal. So, you know, I, I think we tend to forget that at, at times and, and we're quick to discount some of these players because all we've known from them is under a really bad coaching staff. So, you know, it's it's a great battle to see to see heating up and and I'm excited if if Kappa can emerge as as the guy and if not, you know, it's not like Watford is is a, a horrible consolation prize, but having a guy like him that can kind of play everywhere. Same with Beninock. I mean, Beninock's not not great. But if you need him to fill in at any spot for a drive, that's not the worst thing in the world to have, to have that utility knife in your back pocket, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get over to emerging running back Ronald Jones. How was it for you learning a new offense this offseason and then translating it over to the field? Because you got to think about the playbook and everything as you're trying to get back into the motion. I think yeah, after the first year, uh, the NFL terminology kind of made it easier to learn this one versus coming from college and then having to learn a brand new one. So being in the system last year just kind of helped for this year, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? How much does it help having a conflict like he's Yeah, that, that's helped a lot, you know, because uh, it's just little words, you know, little keys that you got to know triggers uh, to be, you know, it can change the whole place. So definitely talking to him, you know, when I'm on the field, all that stuff. So he's been a big help for real, the OG. I'm sorry. How did you keep your confidence last year? Just just knowing who I am and knowing the player I can be and knowing, you know, that's going to take time, you know, and just uh, got to keep grinding, you know, until they turn the lights off. So, Coach Arians and Jason Light have both spoken uh, very highly of you. What did it mean for you to hear their sentiments? Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, that's the head man and the head coach. So, you know, coming from them means a lot, you know, just shows that my hard work's paying off and, you know, I just got to keep going from here. 
Yeah, well, and that was, again, going back to, to our shows last year, that was something that we talked about that we kind of learned about Ronald Jones was if you took a look at him early in his USC career, he was not impressive because he did have a hard time learning the offense. And we talked about what if he's not really a productive running back because it's going to take him a little while to learn the offense. But you saw at USC that once he learned, it really clicked and he became a very, very dangerous offensive threat. So I think we're kind of seeing what what that is becoming. You know, all all these NFL offenses and defense and everything, it's all basically, you know, the the same ideas and the same schemes in different ways. And the verbiage is different. Once you start to understand kind of the base verbiage or a verbiage in, in the NFL, you can quickly learn other ones. It's all kind of the same idea, just with little tweaks here and there. So what we're seeing out of Ronald Jones now is, is he's understanding kind of the NFL premise a little bit better. And we're seeing it on the field now that he's becoming a more effective running back. He's becoming more confident. He's, and I think the, the weight gain, which we we've talked about, but we didn't really go in depth about the weight gain, I think is going to help him. I think that's bolstered a little bit more confidence too, that he's not this, this tiny little guy and he's packed on this muscle and, and you know, it, it does help build, build that internal confidence that we're seeing him utilize now on the field. So I think everything right now is, is pointing up for Rojo, you know, whether it's his, his mental, um, you know, the mental part of his game, the physical part of his game, just everything about his personality is is such a drastic shift from what we saw out of a rookie last year. Yeah, big strides by Ronald Jones. Good to see. Obviously, a kid that had a lot of excitement coming out of USC, a lot of Buccaneers fans. And I think the team itself was really excited to see what he was going to be able to do. And then now coming into training camp and, and entering the first week of the preseason against Pittsburgh, I mean, we said it, James, on another episode just recently. If if Ronald Jones breaks uh, a big run, heaven forbid, he 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 uh, he breaks like a seventy yard touchdown run against Pittsburgh um, this this coming Friday, the the Rojo hype train is going to go full speed, and and it's uh, it's going to be a fun thing to watch if if that happens. Now with Peyton Barber, um, as far as that's concerned, I mean, at the end of the day, I think to a man, you know, everybody's been saying whatever's best for the team, whatever's best for the team. I think that Peyton's going to have his role. I think that Ronald Jones is going to have his role. And you've got guys like Dario Goombawale who are also out there kind of showing that they can be effective in this offense. Um, Andre Ellington as a veteran has shown that he can be effective, and Rojo gave him a nice shout-out there, uh, an acknowledgement of his his influence on him this year alone, uh, building off the experience from year one and then coming into this new system with Andre Ellington there to help him kind of understand those checks, those reads, those adjustments. And, it, and it's huge because a lot of – uh, I would say speculation because I don't know if we've had a whole lot of confirmation, but a lot of the speculation last year was that he just wasn't understanding the NFL game. He wasn't understanding the reads. He wasn't understanding the lingo, so to speak. Now, I do think there were some other things involved there. You know, obviously, uh, the getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. We've talked about that before. I think all those things had a, had a factor and played a role. And honestly, you know, it, it seems like this coaching staff is a little bit more adept to say, okay, let's figure out where the hurdle is for you and let's help you get over it versus, hey, there's a hurdle, be an NFL player and get over it. And I, and I think that's kind of the big difference that we're seeing here. Um, we've already seen some minor quotes from people talking about this year versus last year. And again, nobody really wants to go back and just kind of straight up trash their former coaching staff. But a lot of the things that we're hearing 
about this coaching staff versus the last last coaching staff. I mean, it's very clear that the players who were here last year versus and versus this year appreciate what's going on right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think Ronald Jones is really one of the kind of shining examples of why this coaching staff, why this this coaching methodology was brought in to Tampa Bay to Tampa in the first place and the impact that it could possibly make on this young team. All right. Well, David, we are up against the clock, so I think that is going to do it for us today. Please make sure you're checking out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Coming up on tomorrow's episode, it is the return of crossover wednesdays i will be joined by tony serino of locked on steelers to preview the first preseason game of the year hope you all have an incredible day and thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks Awesome.